Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He covers the Browns with the Chronicle Telegram, brownszone.com, where you can see all of his coverage. And he joins us right now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hello, Scott. Hey, Scotty. What's going on, fellas? Are you pumped? Are you ready? Well, sure. Why not? <laughs> I think I'm are, as ready as I can be. Are you expecting yep. to be busy today? I am. I don't think it'll be nonstop, you know, where the Browns make five um, headline-making moves. But I think they're going to add a player or two, at least. And I would expect that to be along the defensive line. Do you have any names circled at the top of your list? Yeah, you know, when you talk at D-tackle, I think it starts with Javon Hargrave. And if he's too expensive or he chooses somewhere else, I do like the idea of Draymond Jones, um, you know, former St. Ignatius grad or a St. Ignatius grad. I think he gives you some flexibility along that D-line. Um, you know, he's not a true 4-3 D-tackle, but Jim Schwartz, I think we talked about it last week, um, is good with that flexibility along that line. He wants guys who attack. I think there's a lot of potential with Jones. So those would be my two tackles. Um, at defensive end, I don't think the freezing class is as deep. You know, I really like the idea of Brandon Graham, but he's staying in Philly. So maybe a guy like Marcus Davenport from the Saints that doesn't have huge numbers, but I think has some potential. And you could pair him and maybe a draft pick um, opposite Miles Garrett. I think Hargrave is really interesting, mainly because he can play. Secondly, because he did work with Jim Schwartz in Philadelphia. Do you think that's a factor here? I do. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's enough for the Browns to pay him extra for that, but I think that's a reason he's attractive. I think that's a reason he'd be a good fit. Um, I, I felt the same way about Brandon Graham. You know, he had experience with Schwartz. I think it helps when, you know, a new coordinator, new coach comes into town and you have guys on the roster that know how he operates. And if there's any kind of, you know, transition period, they can help smooth it over. If there's, you know, if Schwartz were to ruffle any feathers early, you have a guy that's been around and says, hey, he knows what he's doing. That's just his personality. You know, give him some time. Trust him. I, I think that's valuable. So that is one of the reasons Hargrave would be at the top of my list. How about guys who are currently on on the roster right now, our own free agents? What are your thoughts on, like, Ethan Posick? Yeah, uh, the focus for me would be Posick um, and linebackers, Anthony Walker Jr. and Sione Takitaki. I think the linebackers have a good chance to come back, um, especially Takitaki. You know, he's coming off the ACL. Um, he's expected to be ready for week one, but obviously the market wouldn't be the same or isn't the same as it would be if he were healthy. Um, so I think that gives a good chance for him to come back, um, you know, on a short-term deal. 
for both sides, right? See if he's healthy, see if he can go get a big contract after 2023. I think the Browns really missed Anthony Walker Jr. after he got hurt. They missed his leadership. There's holes at that position. Um, so why not bring back those two guys who I think are valuable pieces? And then Postrick, um, you know, I, I think you need to get a deal done before he hits the market because I think, you know, I know some other guys are available now at center, so maybe the market's depressed a little bit. But, you know, if you let him get out there, other teams have a chance to sign him. Um, I, I would try to lock him down if I were the Browns before it got to Wednesday because I think you could get him. I mean, I know the negotiating starts in an hour, but if you could get him to commit to come back um, before he can really kind of test it, I like that idea because, you know, Nick Harris, I know the Browns like him, and he was the, you know, the future plan when they drafted him a couple of years ago. But coming off the injury, he's only started two games in his career. I, I just feel Postic is so much more of a sure thing and played so well. It makes sense to bring him back. And then what would you do with Harris? He's your backup center, a backup guard? Yeah, I think he's one of your backup interior guys. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think you can trade him. I don't know if there's a huge market for Nick Harris. So I think you just bring him back, see if he stays healthy, um, and then make a decision after that. But it just feels like an unknown to me, too big of an unknown. Now, if Postic goes somewhere else, then that's probably – you're left with Nick Harris, and then you'd have to do what you did last year, which is sign a guy like Ethan Posick in case Harris isn't doesn't stay healthy or proves that he's not the guy. What do you think we've learned about this front office over the last couple of years, about what they do on days like today and where they're going to go? Because I, I, I think every once in a while they always surprise me. Like I'm like, oh, you know what, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thought, Andy. Um, I think we've learned that they're, they are aggressive. Right, Andrew Berry's shown that whether it's trades or signing free agents, you know, in three years they haven't had a quiet start to free agency. You know, he's been aggressive. Um, we've seen that in the trade market. I think part of that is his time with Howie Roseman in Philly. Roseman's like the most aggressive GM in the league, and Andrew Berry took from that. Um, and then there is a sense you talk about being surprised. I think there's a sense of flexibility, you know, like we always want to pin guys to this is what they do they trade down in the draft they you know they ignore linebacker they ignore defensive tackle whatever the kind of narrative is and a lot of those things are true to some degree but I think we've seen Andrew Barry and Paul D. Podesta operate long enough where you can't pigeonhole them really in any one of those categories you can say yes their tendency is to do this but they remain you know they have this flexible way of thinking that if you know, they get a coordinator like Jim Schwartz who says, yeah, we need a big money D tackle. That's something the Browns haven't shown the willingness to do in the previous three years. And I expect them to go the opposite way and do that this year, right? Spend big resources on D tackle. And that just shows you um, that they're willing to change the way they think, depending on circumstances and depending on needs of the coaching staff. Scott Petrak joining us, Chronicle Telegram, brownzone.com. He'll have coverage of everything going on, illegal tampering, the whole free agency period for the Browns. You're going to make sure you want to follow uh, Scott and get all of that information. Wide receiver. Odell Beckham Jr., Browns attended his workout. Swell, that's great. There are other guys I'd rather have. I wouldn't mind Odell coming back here. It just seems to me, with the history here, and I, I know most of the angst was with Baker Mayfield, 
But even with the history, combined with two ACLs, combined with 30, combined with the money that he might want to get paid, I'd go for other options. What would you do? Yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. I, I'm having a really hard time getting my head around the idea of Odell coming back. And, you know, you can pin it all on the Baker Mayfield issues, but to me, he quit on this team in 2021. And that wasn't just a Baker thing. He, he quit on the whole team. And uh, it was a critical point in the season. And I just would have a hard time stomaching that if I were the Haslam's or Andrew Barry. I know he's popular in the locker room. I believe he can still play as long as he's healthy, right? I've seen videos of that workout. We saw him when he was here. That, that was never an issue. The talent was never an issue. Um, you know, even when Odell was here, he didn't want to be here a lot of the time. You know, sometimes he'd want to be here, sometimes he wouldn't. So um, I wouldn't trust him to come back. And I think you're right. I think there's other options. I think he's going to want too much money. Like, I don't see that being a real, a realistic option, but, you know, I don't want to say never. Um, but I like the idea of, you know, a guy like Paris Campbell. Do you, can you bring him in and pair him with a draft pick? You know, to me, the perfect scenario would be a guy like Paris Campbell and then Tyler Scott out of the University of Cincinnati. Then you get two speed guys, one's young. And I, then I would really like the look of your receiving course. So and two accurate um, guys, by the way. Yeah, right. Scott's from Norton right. High so, School and Campbell from St. V. Yeah, and so I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to spend big money on a free agent receiver. You know, McCall Hardman, I, I think is probably the top speed target out there. That seems too expensive for me. You know, if it's ten million dollars a year, uh, I think they would go less expensive. Um, and, and I kind of feel the same way about safety. You know, I, I think you spend your big resources on the D line. And then you find less, you know, kind of more cheaper options at safety and receiver and pair those guys with draft picks. That's how I would go. How about DJ Chark? I I would love to take take a flyer on him. Yeah. He's an interesting one, right? He would be on that list too. Um, Again, I don't know. It's not a deep free agent receiver class. So you know how that works, right? That increases the price tag for those guys. And I don't, you know, I know the Browns cleared all this cap space with Deshaun Watson, but you, they still have choices to make, right? They can't just spend a ton of money at every spot. Um, so I, I think that will affect how they approach receiver. It's just how those contracts pay, play out. Um, if he's reasonable, I like him. I like him as one of those um, kind of second-tier receiver guys as well. Scott, as they build this team uh, or rebuild or, I don't know, adjust this team going into next year, we're probably looking at a situation where they are going to have to let go of some of the guys they drafted, uh, especially early when they came in. And like we were looking at the wide receiving core, and just you know, you, David Bell and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Michael Woods and Anthony Schwartz. You know, you bring in a couple wide receivers, you may have to let them yeah. go. It, it, do you think they're comfortable at that point? Like I don't, I, I, I look at the way they build this, and I'm like, it's their own draft picks and all this. And at some point, they're going to have to say goodbye to some of these guys, right? I, yeah, yeah, they will. Now they have not shown that their willingness to do that to this point, right? It's, right. It's really few and far between the re- the draft picks that they've cut. Um, but at some point you have to admit that you made mistakes and that these guys maybe aren't ready. Could we see that with Anthony, Anthony Schwartz next year? Yeah. I mean, all this talk about adding a speed receiver is just confirmation that they missed on Anthony Schwartz, at right. least to this point, right? Right. So I think you can see that. Yeah, I think you see that with other positions. I think you see that with other guys. Um, having said that, 
you know, if they're not super aggressive at certain spots, then I think you can turn to their past draft picks and say, okay, that's where they expect guys to sit, step up. And even on D tackle, I, I absolutely expect them to add a big time D tackle. But they could also say at the same time, by adding that guy, we expect Perrin Winfrey and Jordan Elliott to take a step up under Jim Schwartz. Like I, I think those are can be together, um, and you could see that at positions across the roster. Scott Petrak joining us. Another name that we're hearing, Nicholas Morrow, linebacker, was with the Raiders, was with the Bears last year. And I combine him with uh, Draymond Jones, and I think, boy, they're going for athletic, younger veterans who can really move. I like that idea. And I, I wonder if, you know, are, are they able to follow through, sign a couple of guys like that? And what does that tell us about Jim Schwartz and his defensive philosophy? Well, I think that fits what Andrew Barry has always tried to do, right, is kind of get those guys hitting their prime, you know, the, coming into the second contract, young guys on the second contract um, with athleticism. But, yeah, that fits what Jim Schwartz wants to be. He just wants to attack. He wants his front guys to attack. What's interesting to me is, okay, if you got the front four guys attacking, then that puts a lot of responsibility on your linebackers. And, you know, the Browns have not overinvested in that position under Andrew Barry. And I get that, right? When you break it down, that's probably the least, I don't know, important, but that's the least spot on the defense where you spend a ton of money. Um, they did trade up to draft JOK, but there's a lot of question marks. Even JOK is a question mark. I don't think he's proven. Um, the type of player he is through two years. You got Taki Taki and Walker coming off injuries, like we mentioned. Jacob Phillips hasn't stayed healthy and hasn't played really well when he's been on the field. So even though they have JOK returning and they might bring back Walker and Taki Taki, it does feel like they need to add a piece there to take that group to another level. So, yeah, I would expect a free agent or a relatively high draft pick to be at linebacker because I, I don't think you can just go into next year to 2023 with the same cast of characters you had last year, especially given all the injuries. Scott, thank you, buddy. Enjoy the next uh, Thanks, you know, 12 hours anyway. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Scott Petrak, Chronicle Telegram, brownzone.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.